Have you ever had the feeling where a place you know like the back of your hand where you've been a million times suddenly looks different even though nothing has changed? What a place reveals to us can depend on so many things. Time of day, our mood, the march of time, imperceptible shifts we might not even recognize inside ourselves. Our bodies pass through the space of other people's stories all the time. We asked 10 writers to think of a place within the city of Berkeley where something meaningful or memorable happened to them, and then to write a story inspired by that place. Some are fact, some are fiction, and some live somewhere in between. I'm Madeline Oldham, dramaturg and co-sound designer. This week on Berkeley Rep's Place Settings, we bring you a story of father and son and a Tilden Park Lake that may or may not exist, but where past memories grow present once again. Night Fishing by Philip Congotanda, read by Stephen Anthony Jones and B.D. Wong. It's 1965, though in this world, shapes drift. It's a late summer night, the beginnings of an autumnal chill in the air. A big moon, hanging tree limbs at the lake's edge. Restless shadows dart about. A light breaks through the darkness. The old fisherman appears lugging a Coleman lamp. He carries a fishing pole, a beat-up creel, and a paper bag holding something leaking and wet. Uh, I like to come at night. No one is around. I'm jumping. (laughs) Old chicken necks, gizzards, liver. I leave them out for a few days. The stinkier the better. Is it legal? (laughs) How often does he come here? Once a month? Once a week? Every night, I use a heavier tackle with large tenot hooks. You'll see what I mean. A big Mitchell Garcia reel. Use it for surf fishing. I'm going for the big one. I know he's out there. The lure, see? These are the tenot size hooks. I change the small lighter gauge ones with these. The leader is already rigged. I could just snap the lure on. It's called the Silver Surfer. That's what Eddie calls it. See, it wiggles. In the water, it goes like this. How can any fish resist? But how can the fish... 
You say it's night, you can't see a thing. The fish are drawn by the chum. And this... Ah. It makes a sound as it moves through the water. I use a small lead weight about a foot above it so the whole setup sinks down. Turn the bail. Cast. <sighs> I'm letting it sink. I'm going for the big fish that live on the bottom. I reel a bit and stop. Let the lure sink. Then jerk hard. Reel some more. Let it settle. And jerk hard. Night shadows begin to animate. My son, always late. Late for his own birth. Lillian and I were happy because we've been trying for a while. Lost, too. So we were happy. When he was little, we had to put him on a dog leash or he'd wander off. It was funny watching him trying to pull away. We'd sit here on the bank, the three of us. Eating bologna sandwiches Lillian made, drinking hot chocolate from a thermos. We didn't even have to talk. This one time we all caught fish except Eddie. When we got ready to pack up, he insisted he had to catch a fish too. We didn't think anything of it. It was getting dark. Lillian was cold, so I said we could come back another time. But he got so upset, saying we weren't letting him catch his fish. We were trying to cheat him. Oh, I I had to drag him to the car, kicking and screaming. He changed. One day, a happy, smiling boy. As if a dark cloud stopped over his head. He would look at us. I hate you. When he got older, he began to run away come home, run away. He always looked beat up. His face had bruises, his arms covered with bloody scratches. He wouldn't answer any of our questions. We'd feed him, clean him up. One day he didn't come home. Lillian passed away three years ago. They found his car parked back over there. 
The lake is changing. The waters recede, grow murkier. It is harder and harder for fish to live in this. He grabs a handful of leaves, brings it to his nose. There's this smell, wet, rotting. He shivers deeply. I'm always cold these days. The lake is drying up. What day is it? How long have I been fishing? Everything will be uncovered. <clears throat> he snags something. <clears throat> something big. <clears throat> The fisherman's arms ache. Still, he knows he must continue. A dark mass breaks the surface. Is this what he has come for? What he must bring home? The dark mass begins to reveal itself. story was written by Philip Congotanda, a Guggenheim recipient and the creator of one of the largest canons of Asian American themed work. He is a professor with the Theater, Dance, and Performance Studies Department at UC Berkeley and lives in the Berkeley Hills. Our readers were Stephen Anthony Jones as the narrator and B.D. Wong as the fisherman. Stephen has worked professionally on stage and television and in film for 42 years as a performer, teacher, director, beloved collaborator, and storied contributor to the Bay Area theater scene. B.D. is an award-winning star of stage and screen who is a proud San Francisco native, a graduate of Lincoln High School, and holds an honorary MFA from American Conservatory Theater. The music in this piece was composed by David Coulter, an English-born, multidisciplinary artist, musician, composer, director, and educator based in the Bay Area since 2015. Special thanks to Diane Emiko Takei for additional story consulting. Berkeley Rep thanks our Rep on Air sponsor, the Bernard Osher Foundation, and our place-setting sponsor, Berkeleyside. 
And we continue to be grateful to our Berkeley Rep season sponsors, Bruce Golden and Michelle Mercer, Francis Hellman and Warren Breslau, Jack and Betty Schaefer, the Strout-Kalhangian family, Bart, and Pete's Coffee for their generous support. This series is produced by Berkeley Repertory Theater. Sound design by Lane Elms and Madeline Oldham. Our theme music is by Buen Aurelio Malazar. You can find him on Bandcamp. Join us next week for a story by Richard Montoya. <laughs>